Initiating startup sequence. You're listening to the Loud and Queer podcast, Australia's only national radio show by and for queer youth. Hello and welcome to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. I'm Chris, I'm 25, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm joined today by... Amy, I'm 19, by and pronounce they, she. And Sammy, I am 19, uh, Demi, and my pronouns are he, him. We have a very special show today. We're going to be celebrating International Women's Day, which was just a few days ago. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Cele- Exciting. <laughs> Amen. Celebrating all women, femme-identifying, and non-binary people in the world with... As well as, obviously, some great tunes. We've also got some really cool interviews coming up. First off, we have Gemma from the Instagram account, What Gemma Thinks. Very exciting to talk to her. Afterwards, we have Brie from the Melbourne pop-punk band Future Static. And then after that, we have Georgia and Trey to talk about drag and queerness and a whole bunch of really cool, interesting stuff. But first, we're going to go to a song. This is Woman's World 2.0 by Okenyo featuring Miss Blanks and Jesswa. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. Due to some confusing, boring legal stuff, Sin can't podcast any of the knee-slapping tracks that are played on air. To dance along with us in the studio, you'll need to listen live. Tune your digital radio or stream it online at sin.org.au. Hey, you're listening to Loud and Queer here on Sin Nation. That was Woman's World 2.0 by... I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Ogunyo. Ogunyo. Still saying it wrong, I feel like. Sorry. Beat mess... Miss Blanks and Jess Wall. Well. Jess Wall. Yeah, sorry. Uh, anyway, um, it's okay. I think I pronounced it wrong earlier too. <laughs> and I think about sorry. it too much, and then I'm just like, oh dear, yeah. I'm a horrible person. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's just jump into our first interview with the lovely Gemma. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, she's 21 and identifies as bi and uses the pronoun she/her. So, how are you today, Gemma? I'm great, thank you. How you yes. doing? Great. <laughs> so we'll just jump into the questions. So um, what does International Women's Day mean to you? International Women's Day is such an incredible day. For me, it's about kind of celebrating the strengths of all women, whether that be like genetics or choice or identifying, just showing that we're resilient and we're strong and we're beautiful and just celebrating equality. Nice. So um, what made you want to start your own Instagram where you share your own thoughts? My Instagram started solely I was posting on my like main account. Um, I was lucky enough to actually participate in Movember last year. So full on grew the mustache, dyed it, everything. Um, and more and more people were asking me questions about it. They were wanting to know like people's reactions, wanting to know if I was getting any like adverse reactions. And instead of just having this conversation with many people, I figured why not just talk about it broadly. So I was discussing pretty much my experience over the whole month and it was getting more and more responses. So I then spoke about more things, whether it be sexuality or veganism or sobriety and it just kind of blew up. And from there, I just ended up creating a second account. And so far it's been going super well. 
Yeah, it's so cool. So is this has so has this been something you've always been interested in doing, or has like something led you down the path to do something like this online? Yeah, look, not really to be honest. Um, it was mostly just because like I had the thought of like I'm gonna do Movember and then posted a poll being like, should I do this? And I got so many responses. And I've always been someone who likes to talk. Like, people that know me know that Mm -hmm. I am the one who talks the most. So I figured, like, why not just put it to good use? Yeah, that's a really good idea. You like to to talk, just get it out there. Pretty much. Achieve your thoughts. Um, So do you want to achieve anything from this of making your videos? Um, Definitely. I think at the start, I was more just wanting to, like, get rid of the stigma of, like, women can have body hair and women can be whoever they want to be, essentially, whoever, like, they feel comfortable being. Um, I know that I had quite a few people messaging me saying, like, I've always felt the need to shave or to act like this or dress like this. And ever since watching you, like, I haven't shaved for a week or I've started wearing my hair like this or stopped wearing makeup. And I think just being able to have that effect on someone to make other people feel comfortable in their own body is just exactly the reason that I'm doing this now. Yeah, that's really good. And I'm glad you can do that for other people. Yeah. Um, is there anyone who has inspired you? I think originally not really, but I think coming into it more, there is this incredible queer couple and the names are Bethany C. Myers and Nico Tortorella. They got married a year ago today, actually. And they're just, just such profound people. They're poly, non-binary and just such a big part of the community and they... Yeah, I don't even know how to say it. They're just so inspiring and being like, this is who I am. And if you don't like that, well, that's on you. But I'm going to educate the world and just be that. And that's kind of the influence now. I just want to be like, this is this is beautiful. This is who we are. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Um, um, before making the account, did you face any barriers? And if so, what were they? Yeah, I definitely had some people that were, you know, like, gross you have hair that's disgusting you know you're a woman that's not ladylike but that was like five percent everyone else has been really supportive um I think barrier wise mostly for me it was just because I have an iPhone 5 and my internet is slow so posting my big (laughs) stories took a long time (laughs) but no otherwise like I said all of my family and like my close friends have all been really really great about it that's really nice and so the last question is What is some advice you would give to someone who wants to tackle social issues that face women today? So much advice. (laughs) Um, I think for me, if you want to be truly comfortable, don't do it on a specific timeline. Do it in your own time. Just, you know, stop wearing a bit of makeup or stop shaving for a bit or end up changing your clothes or slowly bringing in different pronouns just instead of kind of going all one whack because I think even for yourself you can get emotional whiplash I guess from doing it <laughs> yeah. so quickly but yeah me kind of finding myself was more just surrounding yourself with like-minded people and just even just calling out little things here and there being like hey that's not okay or just checking in on other people just being supportive and trying to be true to yourself is a really good start. Yeah, that's really nice. And just well, you shared like a lot of amazing things just then, and I'm like a little bit inspired. Now oh, thank you. To not shave my legs, <laughs> even though it's been a year. Yeah, I am a. Yeah. I'm hairy. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. same. I just can't be bothered doing it. That's my problem. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for it's having been me. Super fun. And where could people follow you on Instagram at? 
Yes. What Gemma so thinks. it's at what Gemma thinks. So W H A T J E W M A T H I N K S. That is me. Cool. Definitely great chat today. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So we'll jump to our next song now, which is I'm going to say this song again. To Django Jane by Janelle Monae here on Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. Did you know we have a Facebook group? Find us on Facebook in the Sin Nation Loud and Queer community cafeteria. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. You are listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. I'm Chris. I'm here with Sammy and Amy. Hey guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we are celebrating International Women's Day this week, giving a shout out to all the wonderful femme identifying and non-binary people out there. You just heard Native Tongue by Mojo Juju, and before that, Tash Sultana with Jungle. Speaking of totally talented ladies, we have Brie from Melbourne pop punk band Future Static on the line. How's it going, Brie? Hi, good. How are you all? Fantastic. So I was wondering, who are some of the women that inspire you either in music or just in your everyday life? Oh, man, I've been thinking about this for a while. It's such a hard thing because, I don't know, you don't really realise how many women influence you musically or otherwise until you actually are trying to sit down and put it on paper. But, like, I guess people like Jenna from Tonight Alive Hayley Williams from Paramore, Lynn Gunn from Paris, um, obviously a massive ones. And then, you know, I'm in a band with two other incredible women and they inspire me every time I see them and play with them. And yeah. That's so awesome. I know there's just so many people, isn't there? And yeah, I, I mean, exactly. you mentioned Hayley Williams. You guys did like a Paramore show or something recently. Is that right? Yeah, so it was like a um, Paramore night at Stay Gold in Brunswick. So there was like a band covering all of Paramore's songs from Brand New Eyes, which is one of my favourite albums ever. So like we played our set and then I was just like sitting there so keen for the session. <laughs> That's so, so awesome. Dance along. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start singing and making music? Ooh, um, I know I was really young. I was the kind of kid that used to... Um, in the bathroom all the time and then think that nobody could hear what I was doing. Um, everyone could. Absolutely everyone could. I'm very loud. <laughs> but, yeah, and I guess I was playing piano when I was really young and that kind of... I then started singing with playing piano and I've done a bit of everything. Like, I did heaps of music theatre and pop stuff and jazz stuff and, yeah, I guess now I'm at pop punk rock music which is what I love doing that's awesome so this month marks the one year anniversary of Futuristics EP Want how do you and the rest of the band feel about that release now that it's a year on it's honestly been the quickest year of my life I can't believe it's been a year already but um, yeah we we absolutely adore Want I know we all do but at the same time we released it like not really knowing what we were doing and there was no like expectation nobody really knew who we were so it was kind of like less pressure so we put it out there you know the best we could and and now we're writing more material and it's like we're loving the stuff that we're writing and 
you know, want will always have a really special place in all of our hearts, but um, we're really excited for what's coming next too. So looking forward. Yeah, we're excited also because, not going to lie, I'm a big fan of the EP, loving the songs. <laughs> Thank you. So when can we expect the new stuff? Oh, well, we're still writing at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I'd say this year. Uh, expect new things. If anyone listening has seen us recently, we've been playing a new new track, so that's been pretty cool, and there's been a really good reception to it, but um, no exact time frame yet, but I will keep you all posted. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. And you've said for songs like Daylight, which was on Want, um, you drew on your personal experience in the lyrics. Do you find that's easier or more difficult than writing from your imagination? Um... I honestly think it's both because it's easy because you can really write about things you've felt and therefore you have like a lot of material to work with but sometimes the hardest thing is to just be really open and honest and I know that's something that I have struggled to deal with a lot and I've found like getting into the habit of writing from a place of like truth you you eventually learn how to do that and use that as your way of coping with life I suppose I don't know if that's true for everyone but that's true for me at least and I think people listening to music uh, a lot of people listen to it to feel a connection to it and if you're not writing from that place of truth in the first place then people can see right through that and no one will connect to it if you can't so yeah absolutely is it hard to relive that though when you have to perform these songs live again Sometimes it is. It depends on the day. Uh, some days, you know, you can go in and sort of separate part of yourself from it and think, I'm doing this because I've turned it into something that I'm really proud of and that I want to share with the world. And then other days it's like, why am I putting myself through this again? But um, no, I think all in all, it's a good thing. It's just a difficult thing to get used to, but, you know, learning along the way. Yeah, well, that's what expression's all about, right? Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of, um, scrolling through your personal Instagram, which is at static underscore breed, to give a shout out if anyone wants to follow, <laughs> um, I was like totally shook by some of your absolutely amazing outfits. So I was wondering <laughs> who or what inspires your style? Oh, um, I don't know. I feel like I take inspiration from a lot of places. Um, I really love, in terms of musically, I love Dale from Ocean Grove. His style is incredible and he just goes out there and wears what he wears and absolutely rocks it. And, like, people like Lady Gaga as well that everyone for years said was, like, too weird and, you know, but she she was just being herself and I really appreciate that. And I made a post on my Instagram not that long ago kind of explaining where all that sort of started for me because I'm a very tall person. I tend to stand out a fair bit anyway. And I think me dressing like a weirdo sometimes stems from, you know, if people are going to pay attention to me anyway, I want them to do it, like, on my terms. And then from that I just found that I fell in love with, you know, wearing whatever I wanted all the time. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Definitely. That's really beautiful and definitely something I think relatable for me also 
And finally, why is Women International Women's Day important to you? Um, it's really, really important to me because, I mean, I'm in the music industry, obviously, and, um, you know, things have gotten a lot better than they have been in the past, but there is still a massive, like, imbalance between gender in the music industry and, and you know, even then there becomes this massive thing of supporting women, but only if they're your ideal rock chick woman. And it's, it's I don't know, uh, trying to think where I'm going with this point. It's like, you still have a long way to go. And Absolutely. you got to draw attention to the issues around it. And like, I know so many incredible women and I, you know, look up to them. I've had people say they look up to me in the same way, which is a bit nuts to me. But International Women's Day, I think, is about celebrating how far women have come, but also acknowledging the fact that we still have so, so far to go. For example, uh, we played a show on International Women's Day and it was a fantastic show and I loved it. And, like, this didn't by any means ruin the night, but as we left the venue... I had a guy look at me and just tell me I was delicious and then proceed to, like, wink at me. And I was just like, are we really... I had to laugh at it. I was like, are we really here in 2019 on International Women's Day? Is this happening right now? Like, Yeah, that's really bothersome. But, yeah, hopefully with days like this we can call attention to that. And speaking of gigs, you guys do have a gig coming up next month, right? April 26th? At the Clarion yeah, Hotel? Yeah, so we're playing AMPM, uh, and it's going to be a massive night. Bukowski are playing, and there's also a Blink-182 covers night with um, just a massive band taking the role of Blink for the evening. Um, I know, <laughs> Sounds like sure fun. I'm going to that, that, actually. Are you? Yes. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> we'll be in the crowd Finally. cheering you on. <laughs> yes. My teenage heart is just like, screaming because Sean from Short Stack is yes. playing that night. Oh That's what I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh. Well, thank you so much, Bree. Thanks no, for thank the chat. You for me. You've been so awesome. Yeah, so you guys can see Fugistatic next month, Clanning Hotel, Friday, April 26th. And we're actually going to kick to a bit of an oldie but a goodie right now by Fugistatic. This is Too Far Down. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. Hello everyone, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. You just had a bit of an extended song break there. And that, the last song you just heard was uh, Camp Cope with Footscray Station. And uh, we are now joined by Trey and Georgia in the studio, uh, two young queer femmes interested in everything that is femme and queer. Trey is an Orente drag artist using their drag persona Stone Motherless Cold to celebrate women of colour and highlight the intersection of queerness and blackness. Georgia is a recent gender studies major and queer femme interested in the, in the way both queer and femme communities interact and exist within a heteronormative society. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Hi. Oh, sorry, that was a bit of a word. I'm just getting to the intro. Um, but yeah, I guess to kick it off, uh, I want to know how would you describe your own femininity and how you express and celebrate it? Um, I suppose my like queer femin- like the way I express my queer femme identity is expressed in, or sort of is present in every single thing I do because sort of when it gets down to it, I am queer and I am femme. So all of my movements, the way I dress, the way I interact with people sort of take on a femme, like a femme kind of persona and it is like very queer in everything I do. 
But um, I sort of, the way I express my femininity is in a very non-traditional way. So like, you know, I'll wear like big heels and like sort of makeup and nails, but also I have like very hairy armpits and like very hairy legs and sort of, so yeah, I think I just enjoy sort of expressing femininity in a way that it's comfortable to me. Cool. Um, I guess I express like my femininity through drag and through that I've come to be able to like out of drag be feminine and be more comfortable being feminine as well because um, I do like use like high femme concepts like for drag and stuff so that's like kind of leaked into like my out of drag life. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, uh, speaking of your drag, as you mentioned, as I mentioned before, um, you do use drag to celebrate women of colour, and I was wondering what was the reason you wanted to do that? Um, the reason behind that was, I guess, there's um, like a idea behind drag that like you're celebrating women and you're like celebrating people that you really like to listen to, and like that's the people um, that you grew up listening to or whatever. So for me, it was listening to um, like black artists and like R&B and that's what I grew up on and that's who I know and um, so I guess that was kind of I made a vague secret pact to myself that I'm only going to do tracks to women of colour because I want to bring that um, bring that into the scene where kind of the drag scene is a bit whitewashed currently so I want to be like there are other there are amazing women of colour artists and I want to use that and um, yeah, celebrate them through that. Yeah, awesome. So Georgia, uh, as a queer with a gender studies major, what do you feel are some common misconceptions about femininity and the idea of being femme? Um, I think that a few of the main ones are that one, you have to be female to be femme. So sort of you can identify as male, you can identify as non-binary, you can obviously identify as um, like female and you can be femme. Femme is more of a like a kind of revolutionary um, identity. So it doesn't, it like moves away from tra traditional ideas about gender where you sort of have to be submissive and you have to be delicate and sort of like modest. It um, It's just sort of what you feel comfortable in and you sort of just understand that this is femme, that I am femme. But yeah, I guess misconceptions are that you do have to like adhere to like traditional patriarchal ideas about what femininity is. Sort of you can do whatever you want, you can like, wear skirts you can wear pants you can shave you can not shave like do anything and if you feel that is femme and that's how you portray yourself as femme then like that's femme nice awesome so uh, to the both of you do you feel like queerness is integral to your femininity or are they identities that don't really interact um it's definitely an important intersection in terms of my identity um yeah 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 um i think it's kind of integral like the way the femme community I've definitely engaged in has been like very queer as well. So the people sort of that I hang out with a lot um, are all queer. Um, so yeah, I think the queer can like, and even if you're not queer, the queer community is always there for being femme because it is sort of a community that is marginalized in the same way that being femme and being feminine, being female is. So I think at least for me and a lot of the people I know, being queer is very integral, integral to the, um, to being femme. Yeah, nice, awesome. Um, do you feel there are certain pressures or expectations that come with being a femme queer? Um, yeah, uh, Georgia brings up an important point, saying that you have to you have to sort of be androgynous, or there's an assumption that you need to look androgynous if you want to be femme in this day's age where there's a lot more non-binary um, representation. Mm. Yeah, so 
I suppose especially for um, people who sort of identify as male but as also femme or people who present in a more male way or don't pass properly. Like you can't be feminine unless you shave, unless you give in to these like traditional, I know I say that a lot, but like traditional ideas about gender and that's sort of just a big thing in the queer, in like not just the queer community but all the communities um, that you need to give in to these very kind of traditional things. But just have fun. <laughs> just be like your cute little femme self. Mm. And yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Nice. Um, so in your experiences, have people inside and outside of the queer community treated you differently because of your femininity? Uh, definitely in terms of outside of the community. Uh, we live on Sydney Road, so we get a lot of uh, traffic walking past. Um, so we'll get heaps of like catcalls and stares and um, just people yelling out and saying ridiculous things. And that's more commonly seen when we're yeah, dressed more traditionally femme, and that was in quotation marks. Um, yeah, we'll get that from outside of the community. And then from inside the community, I find that um, when I'm as stone in, like, uh, like gay scenes and gay clubs and whatever, there's a weird sexualization that's behind that. And because I am, like, in a dress and have a wig on and heels and whatever, that they find more easy to like sexualize me and then also will so like for example my first performance some old guys came up to me and was like and whispered in my ear and was like mm, I very much loved your performance I love seeing your dick um you know what what was it what did he say swing around. swing around yeah he loved seeing my dick swing around as I was performing and yeah that was just a great experience to have after my first performance um yeah it was sort of like this idea that if your drag isn't completely feminine presenting, so, you know, tucked, shaved, nails, lashes, then it's not proper drag. And yeah. Yeah. Um, the very the idea of, like, you have to be a drag queen. Mm. It's not the art of drag isn't just freeform and evolving. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah awesome. Um, well, not awesome, obviously. <laughs> guys are creep, but um, awesome answer. Um, so, finally, uh, this is a very special International Women's Day show. Um, so, do you want to give any shout-outs to the women in your life or the women that inspire you? Um, I suppose just to, like, the women in my life and, like, anyone listening to this, just, like, yeah, like, um, I feel like it was said in an early interview, but, like, you know, start not shaving. Like, see how you feel not shaving. If you feel great and you love it, stop if you're like nah i like my smooth skin do it don't wear a bra sometimes if you know it is a bit of a like a small titty privilege that i don't have to wear a bra <laughs> but um yeah like if you can and you feel comfortable with that give it a go um just start like trying to shed all these like ideas that are enforced on on like sort of femmes from a very young age that you like you know you need to conform to these standards and you need to be this and be that to be a proper sort of properly feminine and just start ignoring those and seeing what you feel comfortable doing as like femme and then if you actually do identify with femme or maybe that was just a label enforced on you from a very young age mm. um i would want to have a shout out to all the women women in my life so like my mom and my aunties and my nana and my sisters and also um to like Ani Dai of the Wurundjeri nations who like has a very important part on these lands like welcoming people and other like um, female elders in Australia and all the strong black queer femmes and women and also to just the women who are around me and support me and helped shape me who I am today. 
Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, that has been the show, so we are going to wrap up very quickly now. But before that, uh, any any socials you want to give a shout out to? Uh, yeah, follow me on stone underscore motherless cold. Nice. Um, Instagram. You, you can follow my account. It's I just post cute outfits. Um, <laughs> Angel BJ Lover two thousand and two. Um, <laughs> there are underscores in between every word. <laughs> nice. And uh, our show is at Sin Loud on Instagram. If you want to give us a follow while you're there, you can also follow at what Gemma thinks. And you can also follow at um, at Future Static Band on Facebook, who also joined us earlier in the show. Well. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Shout out to Chris and Amy, who are just off mic, who (laughs) did some lovely interviews. And yeah, that's been the show. You've been listening to Loud and Creole on Sin Nation. You can tune in to hear Loud and Queer streaming live on Sin Nation at sin.org.au. You can find more of our episodes on Omni, SoundCloud and iTunes. Our podcast music is by accident. You can find more of her music on Bandcamp. You can find us on Facebook in the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria and find us on Twitter at Sin Loud.